Hey, everyone. I, I want to take a second to introduce the Wild Boy 2019. I just checked her in the uh, voice check-in. She's here to pretty much, uh, she's new to the idea of Flat Earth. So if, um, if you have any questions, Wild Boy, feel free to ask. There's uh, multiple people here that are willing to probably address those questions. Um, for now, everybody greet her. Hello. What's up? Hello. Welcome. So it's your first time here. Have you have you been looking into the topic for long? So why do you guys believe that the Earth is flat? Like, what are your statistics you guys were talking about? Well, I just posted a video on the live stream. Basically, uh, we call it the black swan, but it's basically an argument of modus tollens. So and, uh, what's your viewpoint on the atmosphere? Like, is there still an atmosphere? Yeah. Um, just... Let me just, I mean, modus tollens isn't necessarily the best thing to drop on a newbie. Um, I mean, do, do you even understand where you, have, you personally have to gauge, like, do they even understand what logic is? Do you, do you study logic, wild boy? Do you know what logic? Can you explain it to me? Uh, yeah, maybe maybe further down the line, um, but I'd, I'd just first like to ask you why you what do you believe the shape of the Earth to be and why or what do you know it to be? Um, I'm studying. I don't know. I think the Earth is like a sphere, but I don't know. That's just what I was kind of taught. That's why I came here to hear other perspectives and viewpoints. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's fine. I, I just like to. I just like to know what you. So, what was your question about the atmosphere again? I mean, what do you guys think about the atmosphere? Like, is there an atmosphere with us? Oh like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually glad you brought that up because that's one of our best arguments here. Uh, we definitely know that there's an atmosphere, um, and the way it works is uh, think of it like this: the only way to have gas pressure, which is you know what we're breathing, we're breathing all types of gases, right? Like on Earth, the gas pressure is about 14.7 PSI, right? So the only way that on Earth we've ever been able to replicate any type of pressure is through containment, right? Like that's to be a container. Like if you fill up, like you can't fill up your tire without the, you know, the tire being there to contain the air pressure in. So this argument is actually a very good argument for flat Earth because the globe Earth model doesn't have a container. It has, it's an open system where you have the high pressure system of the earth, which is, you know, the atmosphere we're breathing. And it's adjacent to the vacuum of space, which at the Kármán line where space begins is at the 10 to the negative six tor. Now those two pressures without uh, uh, something separating them, like some type of container or barrier that would, uh, the second law of thermodynamics dictates that all pressure would find equilibrium, right? Entropy would increase and eventually our gas that we're breathing would disperse to that space available, which is a vacuum. Uh, for, for for layman's term, this is the way I like to explain it. Let's pretend you um you're in your house, right? And you cut your roof off to where it's open and you can see the sky, right? If you turned on your AC in your house, would you ever cool off the AC? I mean, would you ever cool off your house with the AC? No, right? Because the air would just rush out. So that's kind of like the argument we're using here. Like, like there's nothing containing the atmosphere, you know? And they do no, have no. a theory. They do have a theory of gravity. Yeah, there you go. They do have a theory of gravity. 
that the theory of gravity has never been proven. Like a lot of people, uh, you know, confuse that just dropping something proves gravity. Dropping something doesn't prove anything other than it's a natural observed phenomena. And it, the, you know, the observation is things accelerate at 9.8 meters per second squared. But the theory of gravity tries to explain why that happens. And that's actually never been validated. Uh, the current model is uh, the curvature of space-time, which is an uneven distribution of mass causes a warp in space-time. That has never been demonstrated in any type of scientific method experiment or any type of hypothesis for it. Uh, there's a couple of observations that support it, which aren't scientific, but they're just like, you know, correlations. Now, the problem is we have this uh, imaginary idea of what's holding the gas down for the globe Earth model, trying to explain away how that works without any science. And then we have a natural law that is being broken by this imaginary idea. Do you get where I'm going with this? Like there's some, yeah, there is an explanation. How, how do you guys explain the different seasons and just like the different times of day if the earth isn't revolving around the sun? All right. So this is what we're going to do. Uh, I just, I just talked about a bunch of pressure stuff. Does someone want to discuss seasons? So I'm not a hog. Anybody want to cover that? Or should I just keep going? Just keep going. Okay. All right. I don't like to be a hog. I like to everyone to get involved. That's right. So seasons, uh, obviously on the flat earth, uh, seasons will have to do a lot with the location of the sun. You have to understand something. When we talk, when, when um, we talk about flat earth, do not think of a disc floating in space in a heliocentric model where like the sun's in the center and there's uh, you know, the, the earth is the third planet from that sun and it just happens to be flat. We're not, we're not saying that at all. We don't believe that. What we're saying is that the earth, the earth is a realm. It's the, it's like, it is the universe in some way. And the lights in the sky are all revolving around us. Now, in that system, the sun isn't the size of the heliocentric model where they claim it's 400 times further away and 400 times bigger. It's actually a lot smaller and local. I can't give you an exact uh, distance to the sun or size, but we can assume it is a lot smaller and local based on, you know, divergent rays and all these other things like hotspots. But uh, if the sun is smaller and local, it circles through the tropics. So it's the sun that's moving. The earth is stationary, Right. The sun rotates around the tropics, which is the Tropic of Cancer, the Tropic of Capricorn, and the equator. Those are the three imaginary lines on, the, on a flat earth that the sun would have to tra traverse through through the seasons. And obviously, when it's closer to doing a, a tighter circuit around the north, it would hence be their summer. And as it widens out the path, it would become, you know, like, that, like it's literally based on the locality of the sun on the flat earth. It's really that simple. So and do you for believe time, like, the northern and southern hemisphere? Well, by saying northern summer hemisphere, you're already assuming it's a globe, right? Like, yeah. I mean, those words, yeah, we use but those I mean, words. Yeah, because, like, what controls the wind patterns and just like the currents of the ocean and everything? Well, like, the, wind and all that, the wind has to do a lot with pressure and temperature. It has uh, like not that much to do with like the earth spinning or anything like that. It has all to do with the, you know, where the sun is and the temperature and the pressure, you know, differences of pressure will cause like storms and stuff like that. So a lot has to do with just the pressure. You can look that up yourself right now and uh, double check what I'm saying too. So what do you guys think about just the stars and like our solar system? Like are all the planets flat? No, like I said, uh, you're kind of confusing the models. Like you're thinking of a, heliocentric model within a flat earth idea right like uh, we don't believe that the like we don't believe that everything in the sky must be the same as what we are you know we're the earth itself like what's in the sky is a separate frame of reference uh the only the, the assumption that the earth must be like what you observe in the sky comes with the idea 
of the heliocentric model to begin with. So it's kind of a non sequitur fallacy. It's like saying like if um you know I'm a I went so to what a is the flat Earth model. Uh, well, we don't. I we don't technically have a model, wild boy. Correct. But, but what it's what, what what's clear to 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 understand when coming into this is that we have an entirely different cosmology than anything you've ever been told. You just you basically have to like come into this topic, throw everything you know in the trash, and restart. We're refiguring out what we live on, where we live, and and how this how this entire thing operates. And the mechanisms that that govern this sort of place that we live in, okay, we we're finding out that a lot of stuff is not true that we were told, and we're you know we don't necessarily have a concrete model now. We have an idea, and things are being worked out. You have to understand, you know, this this resurfaced about five years ago, five or six years ago. So, you know, we're just now sort of re refine tuning this and, and going back and looking at everything. So, throw everything you know about heliocentrism in the bin. But how do you explain the shadow that appears on the moon during like a lunar eclipse? That's actually a good question. And I'll tell you why, because there's actually an eclipse. Have you ever heard of the Selenelian eclipse? It's a very special eclipse that occurs when the sun and the moon are both observed above the horizon. Now in a normal eclipse, what they expect for you to happen is uh, all three bodies would have to be perfectly lined up, right? So that the supposedly the earth's shadow be casted onto the moon. Uh, but during the Selenelian eclipse, we get an inverted shadow coming in from the opposite direction, and both moon and sun are above the horizon, which signifies that they're not in a perfect lineup to have an eclipse. So there's a we don't know what causes that uh, so-called eclipse, that red tint. We honestly don't have an explanation for that. Uh, the Globe Earth does, but their explanation falls short when you think of the Selenelian because there's an obvious uh, time when the, the Earth isn't in between both objects. So that is an assumption even of the globe earth part to assume that that's the earth's shadow. And a big point that I want you to think about is, uh, can you ever make a shadow smaller than itself? Like, think about that. Like, when, like if you were to get a light source and put your hand closer to the light source, the shadow gets really, really big. But the further you go away from the light source, the smaller the shadow gets, right? Like if you were to have like your flashlight, you know, really close to your hand, the shadow would be huge. But if you put your hand further away from the, you know, the light source, the shadow starts to get closer, closer to the actual size of your hand. Now, in this in this time, it looks like this. Obviously, this, the Earth is a uh, way, way bigger than the Moon, but yet we're yet to believe that the shadow of the Earth is being casted is about the same size as the Moon, like the the same type of uh, you know shadow. That's what the, that's what the size looks like to me. That to me doesn't seem logical. What about the sunset? Like, if the Earth were flat, wouldn't the sun not be visible at any of a like elevation once it has set. That's another good question. So do you understand what, uh, how your vision works and optics and perspective? Sort of. Okay, so pretty much uh, we all have an angular resolution, like the human eye has an angular resolution of about 0 0.2 degrees. What that really means is that, you know, we have a convergence. That's where everything, like we have a certain point to like where everything starts to converge. The best example of this is like train, uh, you know, train tracks. If you stand on top of train tracks and you look towards the distance, you'll see that at a point, they look like they're touching the tracks, right? Those parallel lines, they look like they're converging, like they're actually touching each other. They're not really touching each other, but they appear that way because of the convergence of our human eye works. It's the same thing with the hallway. If you were to stand in a really, really long hallway, you would see that the ceiling, those light ceilings, would look to appear to touch at the center of your eye line. Does that mean that those lights are actually setting or does it mean that they're just converging based off, off the optics, which is your human eye? 
Uh, real quick, uh, Wild Boy, do you see where Livestream One Voice Text is? The text channel. It's right above uh, this live uh, this live stream. I see it. All right, I'm gonna post a picture for you so you could see. Do you see the one that says hallway? Ether nine thousand bot posted it. Yeah. Okay. Do you see how like the how those lights look like they're setting? Yeah. And that's just because of the optics. That's how cameras and the human eye all work. We all perceive in perspective. So the sun isn't actually setting. It's just moving so far away that it's reach, reaching a convergence point where it tends to uh, meet the floor, right? Why do you think that's our really, government tells us that the Earth is a sphere then? Like, why? How is NASA getting all these pictures? Well, if you look into, like, NASA and the images, I'll post you another one. They're really not, like, uh, they're computer-generated images. They're just strips of data that they compile, and they'll make, like, um, you know, they pretty much CGI the, put them together. Uh, sorry, I'm getting caught up with my words right now. They pretty much stitch together a bunch of strips of data, and they compile it into a ball. It's not really a, an image. It's not a picture. I mean, it's not like they went out with a, a big camera, and they took a full picture of the Earth. The only real picture that they claim is real is the 1972, I believe, which is the Apollo 11, uh, you know. I believe it is Apollo 11. That's the only picture they claim is real, which if uh, most, if you're in this realm of a conspiracy, you already know that the moon landings didn't happen. And we can discuss that if you'd like to. But uh, first, I'd like to post a picture of what the, all the Earth images that NASA has provided us. You can see what I'm talking about. One sec. All right, do you see this picture? See, and there's like uh, the 1972 pictures, the one they claim is real. The rest, the rest are just yeah. data. Okay. And also, like, uh, I don't know about you, but it's kind of hard for me to trust the organization that, like, I've been looking into NASA for a long time. I already know I that know. they did the moon. Uh, yeah, I, I understand that. Yeah. But, like, the ancient Greeks proved that the Earth was round over 2,000 years ago. So. It's not the ancient Greeks. It was one Greek, and his name was Aristophanes, right? In 230 BC, he supposedly put his stick in Cyrene, and uh, a buddy of his was in Alexandria. And uh, I guess uh, at 500 miles distance at high noon, he got no shadow. And the person in um, the other location had a 7.2 degree sh uh, shadow, right? And then he measured the angles and derived pretty close to what we believe is the radius of the Earth right now. The problem with that is that there is assumptions in that. The biggest assumption is that the sun, that the light of the sun is coming in parallel. Because, uh, you know, if the sun is so far away, those, the light rays, essentially one light ray would be like the size of the Earth. So the light rays in between that are... Per, almost perfectly to parallel. They're not quite parallel, but they're very close. You can practically say they are parallel. Now, with using that assumption that the light is parallel, you would get that type of, uh, you know, you could get a globe Earth, and you would have to assume it's a globe even to begin with. But if we assume a flat Earth, and we assume that the light source is divergent rays with a, you know, closer sun, we get the same angles that Aristophanes got. So that's why it's not really a good proof, because it, if you change a couple of the assumptions, you get a completely different idea of what the shape of the Earth is. In other words, if if the Earth is flat and the Sun is a lot smaller and a lot closer, you get the exact same result. Do you guys have any other conspiracies? I mean, not conspiracies. Um, but do you guys believe in, like, climate change? Well, we know that the climate is always changing, so that's kind of like a fucked up name, in my opinion. Like, the climate always changes. So. Well, yeah, I would agree with that. It's called weather. But just, like... Do you think our Earth is just, like, degrading? 
because of human activity. No, I don't think we're uh, responsible for anything. Like, I think we hardly even do anything to the earth, in my opinion. Really? That's what my opinion. Yeah, I don't think we're affecting it in any way. We're like, we're, we're the cause of the weather. We're accelerating it. I don't. Do you know what the number one source of pollution is? Uh, the group volcanoes. Hold on one second, my son's crying. Well, def can you? Like, animal agriculture has such a huge impact on the waste we produce and the water we consume and the Ogala, like, um, water. Aquifer is using a majority of our resources. Like, we're going to run out eventually. Our Earth isn't just, like, plentiful. Well, that's an assumption. You don't know. You haven't seen the entire Earth. But, I mean, you can kind of tell, considering that our water quality has gone down, especially in, like, Washington and stuff. Like, Seattle, the rivers are so bad. Like, the fish are dying. Like, I don't know. I feel like we do have an impact on our Earth. No, I get that. And this is one of my things, too. Because NASA, the federal government will claim they can deliver fresh drinking water to the ISS 250 miles up in the air, but yet they can't deliver clean drinking water to, like, Native American reservations, Detroit, Detroit? you know, Flint, Michigan. It's like these places have absolute water crisis that people have already paid in the system for decades. It simply isn't possible that they can make a claim to turn urine into drinking water when they can't even turn drinking water into drinking water. I'm not sure what you mean. Like, we've already started desalinization, like, a desalinization process with our oceans. Like, our oceans are decreasing. Where did you learn that at? Like, think about the Aral Sea. I mean, have you looked at those photographs recently? I mean, there's just boats sitting in the middle of a desert because our oceans have dried up. Yeah, but I mean, here's what here's what our our uh, you know. But how could we not be like impacting that? How what do you know it's us? How do you know water? it's us and not a, the a, a natural planetary cycle? You don't. Yeah, like this a good example is if you go back in time, like, I mean, if you believe the timeline that they give you, which I kind of don't, but I mean, if you go back in their timeline, even they show you that uh, there's times there's, there's seas where they weren't seas. Uh, you know, you'll find like um, a bunch of marine animals in places where it's, there's no, um, you know, ocean now. So, yeah, like, I honestly do think that this is just like a normal thing that the earth goes through, you know? I mean, yes. In a sense, just because Earth has gone through various changes over time, like, I won't disagree with you over that. But, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I feel like we're, like, destroying our planet in a sense just with all the pollution. I mean, like, if you think about um, Theodore Roosevelt, like, he literally implemented laws and stuff for the environment to help like help like help the planet like it's such a big thing with like politics now to like 
um, be environmentally caught, like aware and everything. So, if, and that's not even a push because big industries don't want us to be more environmentally friendly because they're the ones releasing all the pollutants and just like all the carbon dioxide and everything. You, are you aware that CO2 is uh, food for most of plants and stuff like oh, that? Oh, yeah, photosynthesis. Right. So are you aware that like the more CO2 we have in the atmosphere, the better it is for us to grow fruits, vegetables, and stuff like that? Like it kind of helps us? But that's the greenhouse gas effect. Like toxins are becoming trapped in our atmosphere. And then that's why we've had so many like storms and shit lately. I mean, I don't know. That's just what I think. That's like my opinion. Well, we kind of went off flat earth a little bit with global warming or climate change, whatever it is now. Uh, to be honest, it's, uh, it's not that interesting for me to talk about here because, uh, you know, we, we, I think most of us would agree that it's not really an issue. But, uh, you know, I mean, if you can feel free to keep talking about it, but if you want to swing back to flat earth, uh, you can do that too. Yeah, I think I got it here. Well, how it swings back to flat earth is that people who seem to go against the grain of what government says. So if I say like flat or like global warming might sound like a problem, but they took the global out of the warming and started calling it climate change. And I'm like, well, how do you, you know, like originally the global warming was man caused. Then it wasn't man caused. Then it was cooling. The whole time they're saying it's settled science. Then they're also them, the government, is saying they can fix the problem for you if you give them enough money, this ties back into flat earth because it's the same claim they're making about space. They can go to space if you give them enough money because they did it once over 50 years ago and no one's been to space since. It's like at what point is enough money enough? And the, the key is that Climate change wouldn't be fixed with money. You can't buy climate. You're going to have to win the hearts and minds of people by presenting logic, reason, and science. And that's not what they do. They try to berate you. They try to make fun of you, call you a science denier. That's not how you're going to get me to agree with your position by making fun of me. Okay, I'm I not going to think... Agree. Yeah, I'm not going to say, oh, wow, you're right, because you made me feel bad about myself. Right, and wild boy, a lot of this, you got you to gotta understand, like 20 years ago, Al Gore pushing climate change. Go back and watch the original Al Gore, uh, him talk and push climate change. He was telling us 20 years ago that we'd be underwater now. We're, we're all supposed to be dead and underwater by now. For what he's saying 20 years ago, a lot of this checks out to just be fear porn, propaganda. They're pushing an agenda to get you to believe that you're, you're the reason why the climate and the earth is basically deteriorating. You're the reason. You, 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 you lazy consumer. It's all your fault. It's, it's your fault. You, uh, you, know, you, you live in a capitalistic system, but it's all your fault. You, you, you should feel ashamed of yourself. It's all a guilt trip. Do you, do you see Are you still there? Well, yeah.
I don't know. This kind of changed my viewpoint in a sense. What's really interesting about the whole climate change thing, like uh, you'll notice that I forgot what year it was, but back then they we would just read. Uh, we had temperature like meeting uh, readings only like on um, places of land, right? And uh, it wasn't that it got severe where everyone's saying the the planet's warming up, blah blah this, until they started taking readings of the oceans, which can't actually factually be checked by the humans. Like it's like only they can go out to certain parts of the ocean where like they're claiming like, oh, right here it's warm. So like they could fudge numbers right there. So like if you notice, like if you go back in time, you'll see that like the global warming, like where it freaking peaked off was when they started taking temperature measurements of the ocean, which they're very easy to fudge, you know? Okay, thank you for this conversation. It was like really eye-opening, not gonna lie. That's good. That's what we're here for. A lot of people come into this topic thinking we're just some stupid flat earthers and we've never heard of all the globe arguments or any of that. Oh, she left already. I think it's interesting that lately there's been a lot of people coming in and they're not screeching at the end. They actually go out and be like, hey, thanks for the conversation. Take care.